it's coming. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Hello and welcome to Making Our Seniors Matter, the show that gives seniors and their caregivers some great advice, wonderful information, and entertainment like you just heard right there. Making Our Seniors Matter was founded by Glenn Cunningham from Real Estate Design for Seniors and Elizabeth Cunningham of Blue Willow Consulting for Seniors. Today, we again have our hosts as Elizabeth and Margaret. So ladies, what's on the show today? We've got a great show today, Todd. We're very excited to have some team from the William Osler Health System. Joan Reed, Geriatric Emergency Management Nurse. And Kim Moss O'Hearn, the Clinical Services Manager of the Emergency Department, will be here. And of course, Dr. Melanie Abbott of Abbott Chiropractic and Healthcare is returning to the show. And as always, we have our Senior Scam Alert, which so stay tuned. We've got a great show ahead. Sounds like an action-packed show. So we will take a short break. You're listening to Making Our Seniors Matter on WOW Living Radio. We'll be right back. When Monique, 77 years of age, found herself short of cash, she didn't feel right asking her children for help. With a strong independent streak, Monique always relied on herself. She was intrigued when she saw the CHIP reverse mortgage commercial on television. She inquired about meeting a CHIP representative. At the outset, Monique was skeptical, but was reassured by the clear and transparent process. After careful consideration and consultation with her son, Monique was confident that the CHIP reverse mortgage plan would meet her needs. Through the CHIP reverse mortgage, she accessed 34% of the equity of her home. By not accessing the full lending limit of her plan, she can access additional capital for future needs. Monique felt great relief paying off her existing mortgage. As well, money that used to service her debt now supplements her monthly cash flow. Monique is especially proud of living in her home while retaining her financial independence. If you think a home equity reverse mortgage would help you keep your financial independence, call 1-866-522-2447 or go to chip.ca. I chose you for the one, now we're having so much fun. You treated me so kind, I'm about to lose my so very happy i'm so glad you came into my life we hope we make you so very happy with all of the wonderful information that we share weekly on this show so welcome back to making our seniors matter and marg let's kick off this wonderful show with a great interview you bet we are honored to have uh, in our remote studio today two very important people from the william Osler health system and i understand elizabeth that you are going to have the honors in introducing them i am i am first of all though i'd like to mention that we're very grateful to our sponsors for financial support of our programs and for this segment a special thank you goes out to lindsay croft of the home updaters Margaret, today we have Kimberly Moss O'Hearn, Clinical Services Manager, and Joan Reed, Geriatric Emergency Management Nurse, or GEM Nurse, at William Olsler Services, Brampton Civic Hospital, to share with our listeners just a special piece of the emergency department that we're very proud of, and I believe something that should be in every emergency room where seniors attend. I'd also like to just mention that Joan is a member of our Making Our Seniors Matter group. Mark? Well, what an honour to have you both in the studio this morning. It's great to, uh, that you're with us. 
Thank you. Thank you. So let's get these conversation going. Now, typically seniors are amongst the most frequent uh, repeat visitors to hospital emergency departments. What can seniors expect when they come to one of William Ulster Health System's emergency departments? Kim? Uh, well, first of all, I, I want to uh, just start by telling you that uh, we are the busiest emergency department in Canada right now. Uh, last year, we saw 136,000 visits, and of that, wow. approximately 20% um, are seniors. Wow. And they make up the most frequent reusers of the emergency department before obviously you know growing and aging uh, related issues um, and so the most important thing that we want and as as a result of of recognizing the volumes that we have our goal um, is to ensure that our um, seniors have the most comfortable and safe experience that they can um, in our emergency department. We are the very first emergency department in Canada. I've done a, extensive research all across Canada to uh, make an attempt to make our, our emergency department senior friendly. And by that we mean um, we uh, have raised money to um, uh, renovate two rooms in the emergency department that are we call them our senior friendly emerge and so what we've done is uh, uh, turned the room into um, non-skid floors we've raised toilet seats because each of the rooms have a bathroom in them great so we've raised the toilet seats we've put grab bars in we've got um, um, what else have we done we've done specialized chairs We've got, uh, the rooms are equipped with large TVs in them. Uh, we have portable uh, sound amplifiers called pocket talkers. We have non-skid socks um, that all of our seniors get, especially when they come in without any kind of footwear and stuff. Right. So we have the non-skid socks. Sometimes. And yeah. prevention of falls is crucial. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we also have put in uh, two stretcher beds, and stretcher beds are, are not the same kind of beds that you would find if you're an inpatient, but they are lower beds so that seniors can get up much easier off of the beds, and the mattress is a lot, uh, a lot more cushy than they, they nice. are than our regular stretchers, which are like three inches thick. Um, the rooms uh, this year, so that was our, our last year's project. This year's project is to install a ceiling lifts. Mm -hmm. um, in there as well to be able to help seniors get up Wonderful. and the rooms um, the doors to the rooms also have uh, windows cut into them so they can see out oh, that's a good idea. to help mm -hmm. to prevent you know the delirium and uh, three main things that we really want to focus on is to hydrate yes pain management mm -hmm. and to keep our seniors orientated oh. to prevent any any of the the syndromes that are associated with seniors that come into the emergency department um, we have the types of patients that use these uh, rooms. All, all of our seniors can use the rooms, but we specifically focus on our fractured hips that come in. We focus on palliation um, for, and it's not just the seniors that will use those rooms, any kind of palliative patient. We encourage the families to be in there with those patients so as well. Important. We have um, larger chairs that are very comfortable for them. This year's money is going to be dedicated to increasing the number of senior-friendly rooms that we have. Awesome. Um, the money does not come out of our budget. Yes. I, this. You know, and this is, this is really important, so I want to ask that. How do you fund this great initiative? Uh, well, Joan and I um, have gotten together. This is our third year that we're going to be raising money on our own. Um, it doesn't come out of our hospital budget at all, and we hold a seniors' fair. 
And through our seniors fair, not just the seniors fair, but we have, that's our main um, money that comes mm -hmm. in is from that fair. But we've done, we've done cupcake fairs, we've done samosa sales, we've done, you name it, we have, we've, uh, 50-50 draws. Um, our staff get very involved with it. A lot of our staff actually come to our seniors fair as well to raise the money. Um, the first year we raised $20,000. Last year we raised $22,000. And this year we hope to raise at least that amount. And each year that we do, we're going to try to increase the number of senior friendly room. We'd like to our entire area within Emerge um, or a pod, we call it a, a pod, it's a section of our Emerge. We'd like to make the entire pod specific for seniors, mm -hmm. but one room at a time. time. Right, Absolutely. right. This is such an important um, project. And and this wouldn't be possible without the Geriatric Emergency Management Nurses, or our GEM nurses. Absolutely. And we have one of those special people here in our studio today, Joan Reed. Can you tell us what is a GEM nurse? A GEM nurse, and the word GEM, the acronym stands for Geriatric Emergency Management Nurse, is a nurse with specialized geriatric training. So we've gone through our diploma in nursing, a bachelor's and a master's. And um, the, the focus of what we do is to improve seniors' experience as they come through the emergency. Um, so we have a, a a broader knowledge than the regular nurses of the issues that affect aging. Uh, we are aware of the geriatric syndromes. We are aware that um, seniors are most at risk for functional decline and delirium. And so we are able to do these assessments as the seniors come through our system to link them to the appropriate resources, whether it's internal or external. In addition to this, we do we do follow-ups. So if a senior comes to our emergency department and they're not seen by a gym nurse while they're there and they're deemed at risk, we do telephone follow-ups to make uh -huh. sure that they're connected and that they're okay. And that's not just important for the senior, but I know as a family member who, who supports my parents who are aging, that's so important as well, isn't it? It is. It's a really important aspect. I'm sure you deal a lot with the families. And it yes. was wonderful to hear, Kimberly, that you were saying that the rooms are big enough and that you welcome families to be coming with seniors, um, which, which also impacts the health of the senior themselves when they're surrounded by that kind of support. Yes, because families play a very vital role. They they <laughs> help to make sure that their family, their family members are okay. They are there to orientate them. They help to hide them they're the second voice and so we really welcome families and that's why we discuss um, if we have seniors coming in that have elderly spouses the spouses become a part of the care yes so we feed them we you oh. know we we allow them to make telephone calls local or long distance they're they're very much involved as the seniors the the senior who is ill you know it's yeah. that is so important because yeah. the anxiety and stress that comes with with that um, is is immense and it impacts the health health and well-being of both parties yes uh, so that's really really important Liz I know you wanted to chime in and yeah I just wanted to, to ask Joan a question although she might just have answered it I think does every senior automatically see a gem nurse when they go in? Do they have to ask? How does that process work? Because we have such a high number with only two geriatric emergency management nurses in our emergency department, it's almost impossible for us to see the number. It's, it's a very high number. And so we're more focused on high risk 
seniors, so okay. seniors who are at risk for function of decline and delirium. Uh, we're also focused on seniors who come alone. So if you're at work and you have to send your elderly mom to the emergency department and you're aware that we're there, you can give us a call and we'll make sure that that senior is okay and we'll update you accordingly. So we cannot see all seniors, but we, we try to focus on the ones that are are high risk. Aren't we lucky to have such a program, Margaret? Indeed. Mm -hmm. Now, Kimberly, you, you look like you're really anxious to share something <laughs> more. I love the passion <laughs> I'm seeing in this room. What what do you have to tell us? Uh, the one thing I do want to add, and the question was, how do how do you find out? How does yes. how does Joan and Karen find out that the seniors are in the emergency department? We do rounding every morning. Um, so our resource nurses do rounds. So they actually walk the entire emergency department mm -hmm. and they give report to, from the night shift to the day shift. And Joan, um, who does the day shift portion, will go around with these resource nurses. And that's where she tends to get most of the referrals. Mm -hmm. Everybody now in the emergency department knows exactly who Joan and Karen are. So they will seek them out, including the physicians. Good. So this has really become a huge um, collaborative team effort in the emergency department to ensure that our seniors are cared for. And this type of service with our aging population in Canada, as you said, the numbers are huge, but they're only going to climb. So, you know, one of the reasons we do this show is to educate, empower, and inspire people. And, and what I want to, you know, the information you've shared here today is phenomenal. I want people to get involved, to donate, to, to help raise money so that we can have more resources at our hospital and hopefully others um, across our country so that we can support our seniors and our aging population the way they deserve to be treated. Absolutely. So much information that you have to share. I hope that you'll come back on the show again and, and share more interesting information that's happening at our cutting-edge, state-of-the-art William Ulcer Health System that uh, we're lucky to have in our back in our back door. You'll come back? Absolutely. We will. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And, of course, stay tuned because we've got much more coming your way here on Making Our Seniors Matter. McIntyre is a full-service investment advisor who researches and advises the best products in all markets, then advises which best meets your needs and risk tolerance. We are all individuals and need to be treated as individuals. Investments, income, and estate planning have become very non-personal at the big institutions. You deserve to work with a professional who crafts investments to meet your needs. Terry McIntyre, investment advisor, Manulife Securities Incorporated. Call 905-896-9060 or go to terrymcintyre.ca.
music again, time for another Senior Scam Alert with Glenn Cunningham and Constable Claudia Wells from the Peel Regional Police Service. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter and this is our segment for Senior Scam Alert. And again, we have with us Constable Claudia Wells of Peel Regional Police. Welcome Claudia and what have you got for us this morning? Uh, today, I'd like, well, thank you very much for having me again. What I'd like to thank, uh, talk about today is the identity theft. Um, I do attend the community very often and do presentations. And one of the very first questions I ask um, of my audience is how many in the audience have their SIN cards, their birth certificates with them in their wallets right now? Um, on average, I'd say, well, you know, about 20% of the audience would admit that they, those documentations are in their wallets. And the reason why I ask is if their wallet was ever to be stolen or lost, those are the two piece of vital uh, documentation that is required to take someone's identity. So I always strongly suggest, especially with the seniors, when's the last time they had to fill out an application to put their SIN number on it? The last job they were looking for, or that type of thing? Probably, it's been yeah. a while. So those type of documentation should not be carried on their person at all times. They should be locked up in a safe spot where nobody can get a hold of them. And then another thing I would strongly suggest is any piece of identification that's in their wallet to photocopy it. Should in the event it does get lost or stolen, when they go to the police station, they can go to the, to the officer at the front desk and say, this is everything that was in my wallet that was taken. Because what we do is we take the Visa card number or the credit card number and we flag it on our CPIC system. So if anybody has that on them in their possession, we can charge them for possession of stolen property. So that's an additional oh. charge on top of it. And then we can kind of figure out where it came from. Now, when they take this photocopy, what do you suggest that they do with, with that document? Lock it up with a SIN card and the birth certificate. In a fireproof box, yeah. something like yep. that. So it's not something that they carry with no. them. It's something that they store for reference when and if they ever need Correct. it. Great. Now, another thing with the identity theft is putting their personal information is a pro in the profile in the computer. It can be just as simple as, you know, purchasing something online. So remembering, when you're purchasing something online, you're putting your your uh, first name, your last name, your address, your phone number, and now you're putting your credit card information in there. Anytime you put anything in the computer, there is a chance where someone can break into your computer and extract that information. Yes, we have locked and protect, um, protected uh, websites, but the thing is, is that Microsoft hire people to break into their firewall. Right. in order to learn how to better make their system better. Isn't that so, part of the issue is that yeah. the good guys and the bad guys, it's yes. a big competition as to yeah. who can stay ahead of whom? Yeah, so if someone can do that, someone can break into anybody's simple computer and grab that information. Any suggestions? I've got PIN numbers, I've got all kinds of security numbers. Like, isn't it easier just to have my birth date or, or no. my phone number? No. no, that's the worst thing to do because if they, they gather that information in your wallet, that's the first thing they're gonna do. They're gonna put your year of birth or they're gonna put your SIN number or your phone number in there. So I guess that's not, not a, good a good idea. Not a good idea, no. Okay. No. Anything else this morning? No, I well for identity, I just, I just really wanted to reiterate, protect your identity because what could simply happen is someone can steal your identity, they can purchase a cell phone from Bell, as little as that, or they can get a, a loan for your motor vehicle oh, wow. or a mortgage. Now with the seniors, they target the seniors knowing that they don't have a lien on their house. There's, they're mortgage free. So they get what, uh, I guess what's called a land, um, when they check to see if there's a mortgage left on it. Yes, to do a title search. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So they'll figure out who doesn't have the payments on their mortgages and they know that they would qualify if they were to you know, apply for a mortgage. So 
I think that's a subject for another day because I think this whole thing of buying houses and renting houses and whatnot is a whole nother scam. Let's talk about that another day. Will you come Perfect. back and talk to us? For sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Claudia, for dropping in again. We're so appreciative of the uh, Peel Regional Police supporting our radio show and uh, our senior scam alert. Thanks. to Making Our Seniors Matter. It's great pleasure to have Dr. Melanie Abbott Cambridge from Abbott Chiropractic and Healthcare with us again here in studio. Welcome, Dr. Abbott. Thanks, it's great to be here again. So the last time you were in, we talked a lot about prevention of falls and the importance of staying healthy as a senior, uh, not only for prevention, but for healthy, active living. That's right. I'd like to delve a little bit more today about what we can actually do um, to keep our muscles healthy, to be strong, and, and to start an exercise program. So let's get started with, with talking about that. Okay, um, when we look at exercise, obviously exercise has lots and lots of benefits throughout your life. But as we talk about fall prevention, the biggest thing is how the muscle reacts. So there's a, a couple key things that you should know about muscles so you understand how it works. So the first thing is when you look at exercise, it helps improve your reflexes, which means that you have a faster reaction time. It also means that if you have a faster reaction time, if you do start to fall, it gives you the ability to have an outstretched hand, hold on to something. Respond. Or, exactly, or have a second step so you get your feet back under you again. Um, secondly, when we look at exercise, it helps improve coordination, which doesn't just mean that you won't have those stumble steps. It also means that if you do start to fall, you can actually fall nicely right. <laughs> as opposed to crashing to the ground. So you can kind of coordinate how you're gonna fall, what area of the body you're going to contact um, and actually that leads um, into how the brain develops as well so as you're exercising it actually improves brain function mm -hmm. so when we talk about reflexes and we talk about coordination that often is related to how well the brain is um, triggering or thinking of what you should do next so it's that anticipation of that clear thought I'm falling what should I do? Should I reach or should I go with the fall and try and protect myself? So that, that's another benefit of exercise people don't realize is that it does help your brain stay um, on, on target and on a focus. And then there's obvious um, strengths improved in the muscle. So as we look at muscle increases, not only does it increase in strength and its ability to have an effect or its ability to respond, but it also increases in size. Right. And when we look at muscle size increase, it doesn't just provide strength, but it provides protection. So when you do fall, you're less likely to contact the joint or contact the bone versus if you have a larger muscle, then it actually gives you a bit of cushion. Absolutely. Um, and a great analogy there is when you look at wrestlers or you look at boxers they create an armor with their muscles so as they're getting punched in the stomach they're not getting damaged to their internal organs all the time yes. <laughs> sometimes but that's what muscle could do it can be an armor for you so you want to build as much muscle as you can and a lot of times in seniors they're worried about their physique <laughs> and Indeed. they start to think that eating less or that sort of thing will help them look better but it is detrimental to their muscle mass so they need to make sure they keep that up 
And the last thing I want to talk about in terms of exercise is as you do resistance exercise or weight bearing exercise, it actually increases your bone mass. Mm -hmm. And bone mass is really quite important because the thicker your bone or the bigger the bone, you're less likely to fracture it when you do fall. And muscle mass and bone mass are directly correlated. So as your muscle decreases, your bone decreases. Absolutely. If your muscle goes up, your bone goes up. And that's another topic for another Absolutely. day as well. <laughs> and, and many seniors listening will understand because they'll, they probably have been diagnosed with osteoporosis or osteopenia for and, sure, yeah. and we want to prevent uh, that from happening or, or getting worse which That's is right. which exercise and diet diet can do a lot with and, that well. and something to let seniors know as well if you started having osteopenia or osteoporosis at a young age you should be encouraging those in your family so your kids and your grandkids to start exercising now because if they build muscle mass and bone mass before the age of 30 they'll be less likely okay. to have osteoporosis or osteopenia but That's we'll We'll definitely be talking about that another day. Yeah, and this show is about intergenerational uh, living, and so that's really important, and prevention is key. Exactly. So another big thing, let's talk about balance, because balance plays a huge role in, in falls, but it also just plays a huge role in daily living and how seniors feel. You know, decrease in blood pressure, um, decrease in a heart rate, changes in those things. O2 sat saturation, I know my father that has some lung issues, if his O2 saturation drops, he can become dizzy and makes him prone to a fall. So what can we do practically to help seniors with balance? Yeah, so in terms of balance, you have to look at it in two different ways. As you said, there is the internal factors, but there's also the muscular factors. So if we take a look at the muscular factors, when we talk about balance, it's really just the ability to hold yourself in, in one steady position. But then when you think of walking, you're transitioning from one steady position to another steady position. So the great way to start working on your balance, if that is an issue for you, is to start where you need to. So many people, it's simply no hands standing on two legs about hip distance apart and just standing there without swaying or having to take a step or hold on to anything for a period of time. And a little tip just to keep people safe. And first of all, yeah. we would both say, make sure you check with your doctor. Absolutely. If you have someone Always. around that you could be doing this with, it would be important or, or have something close by that you could hold on to. But have your gaze solid on something when you're doing that um, exactly. because some seniors even just standing on two feet with shoulder width apart they can start to feel like they're swaying a little bit if they focus on a point somewhere steady that um, that can help stabilize them even further it definitely can and especially if you have a heart problem sometimes you get a little bit more of a sway because of the way the blood pressure affects the motion of your head so you do want to make sure that you talk to your doctor first um, find out if it is okay for you to, to be doing if that is an issue for you but also have someone beside you or close to you so that you can have that security um, but also be working on your balance and then if, if two feet is easy for you you can start to do one foot and the idea is you're just picking up the other foot for a short period of time but it's ready to be placed back down so that if you need to have that balance return you can but always start with the two feet first right and then work up to that so every exactly. day you could be doing this two or three times throughout your day and maybe tomorrow instead of just standing for 30 seconds on one foot maybe tomorrow you're doing 35 seconds and That's celebrate right. that progress exactly and and you know too that if you're having a more tired day or if you've been out a lot or haven't eaten properly, your balance might be a little bit decreased that day. So don't be discouraged if one day you can balance for 35 seconds and then the next day you, you keep stopping exactly. at 20 or 25. Balance can change day to day. Right. And lastly, one of the things that can be very difficult for seniors um, as they age and if they stop moving is to get safely out of a chair. That's something we take for granted and we do regularly, getting up in and out of a car, up out of your chair. Not everyone has 
a beautiful Cadillac lift chair, That's like right. my dad did, thanks <laughs> yeah. to Adapt Home Health. But um, could you explain to us some exercises that they can do in their chair, first to prepare them for standing, and then to help them assist in that activity? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of reasons that people have problems with the sit to stand is, number one, maybe their leg muscles aren't as strong as they used to be. But also number two, as you stand up, it can change your blood pressure, it can change your heart rate. So sometimes that gives you a lightheadedness. Some seniors do report having a blackout or can't see for a period of time, um, or you get quite dizzy. So making sure that your body's ready to move. And we talk about this with athletes all the time is you want to work into your run. You want to work into your higher reps. Um, and the same is true when we talk about seniors and, and lighter exercises, you want to work up to what you're doing. So if you've been sitting for a long period of time, it's important to just start contracting your muscles, squeezing your glute muscles, so squeezing your bum. Right. So you can feel yourself lift up off the chair just a little bit while you're, you're maybe put some contact. music on from our yep. show and <laughs> yeah. squeeze your tush exactly. 10 times. Yeah. That, that's always a good thing. And you can lift your, your heels up and down. You can mimic like you're walking with your legs moving back and forth. You can squeeze your hands, kind of pump your biceps. And all of that is to get your heart rate up, get your blood pressure up so that when you do start to stand up, you're prepared for that. Secondly, you want to make sure that if you know that you're not great at getting out of that sit to stand um, position, have something there to help you. The biggest thing is a lot of seniors try not to use assistive devices, um, but it's better to use an assistive device and stay active than to be inactive or have a problem. So a great example of that is uh, my, my grandmother on my husband's side. At 92, she was out for a 4K walk in the middle of winter and broke her hip. Aww. So after her hip was fractured they had to put in a hip replacement and, and pain is all often very fatiguing so you're actually more likely to fall after you've fallen once because of that fatigue due to pain so she was determined to to get walking again and that sort of thing but the thing that was holding her back was the pain and the problems getting out of that seated position right. so when we finally got her using a walker all of a sudden she's back to walking and she walks 5k a day with Fantastic. her walker now but she's staying nice and active and that was now three years ago so she's doing quite well well first of all she needs to be nominated for Shining Senior here on <laughs> yeah. Making Our Seniors Matter. And it reminds me of my dad at 88 who's had many different challenges and broke his femur as we talked about on the last show. And that was to him, it was also that he didn't want people thinking he was an old guy. Like, I'm not oh, using so this common. walker. Yeah. But now from, from the perspective of both fatigue and safety, he can, and he also has uh, cardiovascular issues and, and COPD, so his breathing is an issue. That's but right. now with that safety, both for him and my mom, because she worries about him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is his ability to then walk more, which is it, that vicious cycle gets broken, exactly. which increases their quality of living. And the other thing with this assistive devices, as we talked about last show, is that confidence. Yes. And just by having the walker there, you might not be using it. Your hands might just be carrying it along. And you often see that in the senior population is that they're actually carrying the walker. Right. And that's a fine thing to do because if they start to have a problem, whether it's dizziness or a, a stumble step, or they're tired, they can put that exactly. walker down and they've got that security and allows them to stay much more active. Well, Dr. Mel, always a pleasure. We have such a great time when we get together, yeah, both <laughs> in studio and in clinic. So I hope you'll come back on the show and share more really practical tips for living well as a senior. For sure. I look forward to it. Stay tuned because we've got lots more coming your way here on Making Our Seniors Matter. Downsizing to a better lifestyle? Or making a late in life move and need real help? 
Real Estate Designed for Seniors has taken the stress, worry, and fear away for so many seniors and their families. Be assured you are getting the most for your home. After all, it's likely your largest investment. Don't settle for typical. Get real help from someone trained and whose focus is on helping seniors make successful and stress-free moves. Glenn Cunningham, Certified Professional Consulting on Aging. Broker with REMAX Realty Services Incorporated. Call direct 647-525-4621. 647-525-4621. Glenn Cunningham is the co-founder of Making Our Seniors Matter. References available. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter. And what a terrific show with wonderful guests. We are just, you know, the studio is being filled with these amazing, knowledgeable people just willing to share this great information, Mark. It sure is, Todd. And, you know, we're picking up steam here on Making Our Seniors Matter, attracting high-profile guests, but more importantly, attracting some amazing listeners. And that's what excites us, becoming a trusted resource for seniors and their families in our community and beyond. So, Liz, what have we got to look forward to on next week's show? Well, we're going to be very excited to learn all about tax credits uh, for seniors, which is excellent information for them in their financial world, uh, from Gary Booth of Booth Accounting. We are also going to have as our guest Karen Sybil from Peepin. Peepin is the Peel Elder Abuse Prevention Network, and both are members of Making Our Seniors Matter group. That's going to be an awesome show. It sure will. So until next time, be sure to stay connected with us. Todd, how, do, how does one do that? Listeners can tune in any Monday at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. by going to talk-radio.ca, where we have the show live every Monday. And again, if you miss it, don't worry. You can catch it on podcast or on demand on Tuesday. Contact information for all our wonderful sponsors can be found at makingourseniorsmatter.com. If you'd like to comment on something you've heard, if you have a program suggestion, if you want to make a song request, or you would like to nominate a senior for our Shining Senior Moment, give us a call, 1-866-269-6155. Press number three, that's 1-866-269-6155, extension three. Making Our Seniors Matter is produced for WOW Radio by Listen Up Talk Radio. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Beautiful of sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick.